Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we're talking about the 10 steps to improve your LinkedIn marketing. We've got some great points, we've got some new points, and we've got some points that you don't want to miss. Are you overwhelmed with the amount of work you need to do to market your business? Do you need help? Get unlimited, personalized online marketing support 24-7 from us. Join Digital Traffic Institute now and get our special podcast listener bonuses by heading to digitaltrafficinstitute.com forward slash special. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 109. My name is Andrew McCauley, and we are digging into LinkedIn today. We love LinkedIn, or do we? Sometimes we have a love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. We're going to dig in and we're going to reveal 10 steps that you can use in today's market to improve your LinkedIn marketing. And if you're not using LinkedIn, maybe this episode will help you jump on board. Of course, all the way from sunny Sydney town is Heather Porter. Hey, H. Hello. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) I am good. I'm looking forward to jumping into LinkedIn today because... You know, LinkedIn is one of those tools that I've been on for a long time. I've had a very good love affair with LinkedIn, but lately it's changed a little bit. I'm looking forward to this chat because I have my profile, like, you know, when LinkedIn says your profile's 99% filled out or whatever, it gives you that little wheel on the side. I'm like one of the all-stars and I have mine completely pretty much filled out to the max. However, I've really never used it other than setting it up and sort of accepting invitations. <laughs> so I, I know you use it way more than me, more strategically. So I'm going to ask you some questions around that as we go through this. Yeah, you know, I actually created a course on LinkedIn for a, uh, another platform and I still make sales from it today, even though the course is about three years old. And uh, I've got to update it. I've got to be honest, I've got to update it. I don't promote it anymore, but someone still does and they still send me a check every month. But um, but it has changed. It has changed. They've changed the way that they, LinkedIn being they, have changed the way they see things. And uh, some people mm. do not like the way LinkedIn has changed and other people think it's still pretty good. So we'll discuss all of that today and give you 10 points, if not more, about what you can do with your LinkedIn profile. Um, but in any case, make sure you come and check us out. Come and, um, come and find our LinkedIn profile so you can join us and let us know how you found us don't give us that generic i want to connect with you on linkedin stuff we Uh want to know we want to know who you are how'd you hear us tell us you heard us on the podcast and we'll be happily adding you to our our uh, network (laughs) sounds good before we get started though i have to know what you've been up to have you learned anything come across anything really cool since we last spoke um do you know, I have, I've, I've been digging into Instagram a lot more and I know I said this recently too, but, um, I've been digging into Instagram a lot more and everywhere I go, everyone's claiming the wonders of Instagram. And I think we'll do a podcast on Instagram coming up pretty soon too. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I've been digging into the Instagram factory and, uh, it's been pretty, pretty cool of what I'm seeing. I'm seeing some good responses and some good traffic coming from Instagram. So, um, I think I'm excited about Instagram now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's weird. There's always like these tipping points. There's the early adopters, which like I know you and I have been on Instagram for a while. How long have you been on it? Like a couple of years, like myself? Oh, five, four. Uh, actually, how long has it been out for? Pretty much early, early in the 2000, 2012, it sort of, I think, got its traction and so when Facebook bought it. So, um, yeah, about four years probably. You, you and I have been on it. Easy, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's weird because I kind of just randomly would put posts up, but recently it's it's kind of gotten to that point where not only marketers and, and savvy business owners are using it, but it's kind of there's like a, a buzz around it right now, isn't there? Yeah, totally, totally. And and I think the other thing that's changed for me, especially recently, is the fact that um, we've got our autopilot your business account and we've got our own personal accounts, and um, the fact that you can actually use Instagram. Uh, on multiple accounts on the one device now is a godsend. But we'll save all of that for our Instagram program. That's what I learned. That's what I'm excited about. But how about you? What have you been doing lately? It's more of a, I just, a thought, a comment. Um, some might say a rant. <laughs> I have to share it because I think it's so important where, where you know, you're using social media right now for your business. It's Social media is such an incredibly powerful, important branding tool and it's a way to have conversations with leads and clients and and you know spread your brand so when somebody that you're connected with on social media comes to you without not without you know retweeting you liking your posts commenting doing anything to build a relationship and then suddenly sends you a private message or posts on your timeline i've gotten four people that have done this just in the last week in different ways um, when they come to you and ask you to do something like, I have this event coming up, will you share it with your entire network? Mm. And then they post it on your timeline and you're thinking, I actually don't remember who you are because there's no relationship there. Or mm. I had somebody message me and um, he's in multi-level marketing, which is cool, but I, I don't. I may have met him five years ago and the first conversation we've had in five years, he, he says to me, um, I have a really great opportunity for you. Would you like to join me at my Juice Plus party? Which, by the way, Andrew, is not even in my city, which it says clearly on my profile I'm in Sydney, and it's like across Australia. So my rant is this. It's that people still don't get how to use social media for their brand and their business, and they're abusing it in a way like – I always say this. If you would go to a networking event – um, what what would you say there? Is it is it the same thing that you would say on social? You know what I mean? It should be the same thing. It should be like, I would never go to a networking event and say, hey, nice to see you again. Will you tell everybody that you know about my event right now? Mm -hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold prediction here. Go. <laughs> that people that do that, people that go out and blanket invite people without even knowing who they are, are uh, in that 95% of businesses that fail in the first two years. I think that's smart. I'd love to see a correlation <laughs> or a study of why did your business fail? A, did you go out and blanket email and blast everybody <laughs> about your crap? Yeah. Because, and, and if the answer is yes, that's why your business failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I mean... I'm like, it's like if you don't know the basics of building a business and building a relationship and you're doing that then you're on the you're on the highway to highway to death for your business that's for sure i think and i and it just reminds me of the fact that for whatever reason when we as human beings go into a learning state we can oftentimes align ourselves with an expert and just like 
almost leave our common sense at the door. If we're like, we hear from somebody, oh yeah, yeah, take this template and do this. Suddenly it's like, do you, w- would you actually do that in, in real life with your friend, family, friends and new people that you meet? It, I think that's all I wanted to add in is like when you're using mm. social media, you have to use it like it's you're talking to real human being on the other side. You have to understand who they are and build that relationship with them first before you even ever ask them for something. <laughs> yeah, I really would like to see a comedy video of someone <laughs> crushing a random party and just throwing out business cards or here's my here's my document or here buy this hey would you, would you, are, you ready, are you ready to sign up now there's got to be somewhere on youtube that someone's done a video like that it's got to be if not i'm going to do one i'm, I'm going to get it shared a million times very so fun i'd love it <laughs> anyway oh. anyway so going back to spamming i mean linkedin <laughs> let's let's discuss we've got 10 items that we've identified that uh can help people with their linkedin profile you know building their marketing platform on LinkedIn. And as I said at the top of the show, I'm I'm um was a very 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 big fan of LinkedIn. Um I still love it. It's hard to let go of a little baby that you've been involved with from the beginning. But um but LinkedIn have changed. They've changed a lot of their focus, you know. They've made it more about a content platform in my eyes and a lot of other people's eyes, more about a content creation or content platform rather than the um the platform that it was for building and networking connecting with people have you do you see that as as an outsider not using linkedin so much <laughs> mm. you know i see it i i've seen it i guess a few evolutions of it you know using it myself mm-hmm. um where it's definitely needed to set up your almost like a CV where people will go to find out about you. Um, I then for a while there would really be into the updates people were sending and then suddenly, yeah, it's, it's weird. I think it ebbs and flows, I guess would be my answer Mm. is every, every year or so it kind of like it's, it's used a lot and then it comes back in and then there's people complaining about it for certain things. Right, right. Um, having said that, I am about to get back into it pretty, pretty much, especially with our podcast stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start doing that a lot more and focusing on that a lot more um, as, far, as far as the content platform goes. Because, um, yeah, we've had some great results with it, with it as part of the content platform, but that was way back at the beginning when it just started changing over. Now yeah. there's a lot of content. You go into your LinkedIn profile on any given day and the little flag up the top there will say um, – number of people that notification number of people that have viewed your profile but then more importantly this person published a post this person published a post this one published a post and you know you go through these posts i'm just clicking on one randomly right now and i'm looking at this person who's posted um a post two days ago that had two views you know two Which, views so is it, is it is it becoming a point where it's just saturated and uh or or not you know what's the, what's what, what's the deal and I am glad you brought that up because that's exactly why I've stopped using it to see updates from people in the last year. However, with one exception, the people that I follow that actually use their LinkedIn articles. So you get, we'll talk about this coming up soon, but you get the URL for the, each article that you post or blog post you post in LinkedIn. The people that share those on their other social media accounts and have a little bit of a personal commentary around it, I'll mm-hmm. actually leave that social account, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, and I'll go read it. In their LinkedIn, that's how I'm finding my LinkedIn content. Yeah, good, good, good. Because I'm I'm looking at these things, these notifications, and I'm looking at these titles. And the titles are a big part of it, and we'll probably talk about that later. But I'm just looking at these different ones and thinking, 
you know, it's crickets. It's all crickets. You know, this yeah. person here, no views, no, nothing there. It's like, wow, people are just, I hope they're not spending a lot of time creating this content only for LinkedIn because they aren't getting any traction from it. But mm. enough of that. That's, that's just my little thing around LinkedIn right now. But let's, let's dig into some of these tips because I might have a few more ideas around some of these things as well as we cool. go. Well, let's start with number one, which is pretty obvious and right up at the top of your profile, which is your photo. It is so important, you guys, to include a professional photo that is recognizable as you, but also recognizable as your brand that you use in other social media accounts. Mm. It's key. You know what, Andrew? The other day I, I got asked by two people to connect with them and they didn't even have a photo. And I know these people and... I know that they have photos and they use them on social media and that they have a bit of a following in a business. And I'm thinking, why didn't you take that extra second to put a photo of yourself where I know you have a photo over on Facebook? Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm looking at this now. I'm just looking at a bunch of people and they're like, there's a, there's the ghost image everywhere on this list of people that they want to connect with me. And I'm like, really? I don't yeah. know who you are. I'm not going to bother. So if you haven't got a um, photo that's clearly an indication indicator of who you are then don't do it don't waste your yeah. time absolutely no and that's that goes for if you're using linkedin even to find a job or you're positioning yourself as an expert it's like the number one thing that we look at as human beings to have a initial rapport before uh, that's what i do at least i look at the person i think do i know them do i like the look and feel of them are they have they taken a moment to be professional in their photo and then if yes then i'll move on to the rest yeah yeah, definitely. Um, so there you go. That's it. And that's 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 pretty much across the board for all of your social networks. Get a photo. Yeah, get a good photo. Get a good photo. Get a good photo. It's the same across the board. So yep. people get a rapport and get to know you from the look of your photo. Yes. Um, the next one, I really like this one. I think this is where a lot of people get it wrong. The professional headline. Mm, Use one. <laughs> I, I had a look at yours to make sure that you were doing that. And you've got a good one. I like it. It's um, kind of short. It could be better, but you know. But here's the, here's the thing with this. Um, so many people put this down as manager or CEO or owner of a business, right? Now, the truth is if somebody's looking for you or looking for your service or your product, nobody's typing in manager. I'm looking for a manager. I'm looking for an owner or a CEO or a CFO. No one gives a crap, right? They want to know certain what we call keywords, words that describe your business. Now, I'm going to use yours as, as an example. Um, your, <laughs> your headline says, I help SMEs automate their marketing online, right? So it clearly tells people in that headline what you do. Now, I'm on your profile, so I can read a little bit more about it. But often, that name, your name and your headline is the only thing that people see and, and your photo, so yeah. this, these three th these three key things, your name, obviously, you can't do much about that. Um, but the professional headline and the professional photo are the key things that want that you want to be making sure people know exactly what you do. You know, I'm looking at somebody here uh, on the right-hand side, um, got a photo I can hardly see, a name with just one name and a second last name as, as a letter, and then it's just sales manager. Boring. Like, I don't care. Sales manager what? You know? you know what is and remind I know that when you're doing a blog post in LinkedIn, it shows when it shows the author of the post, it actually shows your headline with your photo. Does it show the same as well in the newsfeed um, inside of LinkedIn for any status update? Is that yeah. the bit that LinkedIn shows? So in 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 a normal in a normal newsfeed, if someone's got a newsfeed, 
um, it'll be usually the name of the person up there but if you hover over it right hover over their name or their photo it pops up with their name their photo and the actual headline title exactly that's why it's so important yep so where, where is the headline title because it's kind of it's up near the photo where you're actually editing that area it's right under your name right under your name yeah guys it's so important so it's like well what's yours do you remember what yours is uh yeah i can uh off the top of my head it's um I've got online marketing and social media consultant. I make it easy for business owners to make money from their website 24-7. And that's your headline? That's my headline, yeah. That's so there's cool. A, there's a fair bit you can fit in there, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason I did that, I'll give you a breakdown. Uh, online marketing and social media consultant, I wanted those keywords. If somebody's looking for online marketing or social media consultant, my name will come up. But I also want people to see, well, what do you do? I make it easy for business owners to make money from their website 24-7. Hey, you know what? I need to make money from my website. Great. I'm going to go and speak to this person here. So I've got a few people. I've got actually a number of people uh, connected with me through that just for that reason alone. Brilliant. All right. So that's number two. So what's coming up for number three is this is like a little known one that a lot of people don't actually use. And it's underneath where you put your headline and your your name and your photo. There's a place where you can put your websites. Mm-hmm. And there is an option in there. Like when you go in and add a new website, it says something like company website or personal website or blog. It'll actually give you some choices. Yep. There's, a, there's another choice in there. It's, I think it's called other by by memory and you can actually type in whatever you want to say so like get my free video training and then you instead of just like company website get my free you know 24 7 website money making (laughs) video training exactly yeah yeah and then you can put your landing page to your lead magnet so into your funnel you have three options three places for websites um you know, so on, on mine, I've put the name of it. I've got Autopilot Your Businesses, which is our one. I've also got the Social Media Bloke, which is my own website. And then I've got Get Our Podcasts. So anyone coming to my LinkedIn profile is going to get our podcast, which you're listening to right now. So if anybody's ever got to our podcast from that link, I'd love to know about it. That would be great. <laughs> um, but you, you do want to call to ch- to change the name of all your na- of all your websites. You want to select the drop down called Other, and then that way you can... Uh, create your own name for it as well so so cool i use this all the time andrew when i'm researching a new person that's coming to my network Mm -hmm. i love to look at people's linkedin because i find it's really easy snapshot of um in sort of a evolution of of their professional life rather than on a about page on a website it's cool as well but i find that about pages are written a little bit different they're trying Uh to get the you know, it's more about the visitor. Yep. This is more about them, straight to the point. Yep. So I'll go on there, and then I go straight into the contact area, and then I—that's where I go and decide which websites I want to look at. And right. it's the one—the ones that have the the keywords, like we're just saying—that I'm definitely more interested in clicking mm-hmm. on. So yep. <clears throat> definitely, okay, good. So what what's next? Then we have the. Um, otherwise known as the vanity URL or pretty URL, or basically you are able to control your URL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you should because you shouldn't. What is LinkedIn.com forward slash number number cool number blah 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 yeah. rather than forward slash Heather Porter, for example? Definitely. So, you, yeah, you want to go and change it, edit it, put your own name there. Um, unfortunately, I don't know why, but I missed out on my own name. So, I've got the number one at the end of my name. So, yeah. uh, I like to see, think number one is better than number nothing. So, uh, it's number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's pretty easy um, and it takes a moment to do. So just, and all this stuff, by the way, if you guys can't visualize or work out how to do it, just Google it, just, or go and LinkedIn help and type in how to get vanity URL LinkedIn. Yes. Um, now, the next one is, and this is also really important, is fill in the summary area and tell your visitor how you can help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love What do you think one. about that? Oh, I love this one because so many people um, inwardly focus on what who they are. I, I do this, I do this, I'm this, I'm great, I'm, 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 I'm. And everyone who reads it is bored, bored, <laughs> right? So, so though it's a summary, although it's a summary, it's about, it's got to be about the person reading it. Like, this is what I do. I'm Heather Porter and here's how I can help you. If you're a business that does this, this, and this, I can help you by doing this, 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 and this. So it's, re- it's like, what's in it for them? Right? Why would they want to connect with you? What's in it for them? Um, people don't want to connect with people who think they're awesome because they just don't. So turn that summary around so it's focusing on what you can do to help that person in their particular need. Yeah, exactly. Because the rest of your profile will have your awards, your publications, all that stuff. You don't have to brag about that in the summary. (laughs) No, no. That's right. But you're you're right. It's exactly right. The summary is a summary for them. um, And the rest of the profile is a summary about you. Brilliantly said. So what's the next one? So obviously moving down the summary, we have all your past experience. So talk to me about your tips, Andrew, on filling this area out. Okay. So um, past experience. Now, the, the algorithm that's used in search for LinkedIn has changed a little bit over the last couple of years, but it's still important to list the skill sets that you have or that you still want to be known for in your past experience. Okay. So if you if you had another uh, another job and let's say that your past job was um, a social media manager in that past job, list all of the aspects of that job that you were involved with because that still is part of the algorithm in the search in the search bar. So when people are searching for someone who's an expert at social media management and you've got those words in your past experience as well as your current experience and maybe in your title and maybe somewhere else as part of your um, profile, then it's going to rank higher than it is for someone that uh, that doesn't have that stuff. So, for example, um, I'll just go to one of my first jobs, I guess, or roles that I had way back uh-huh. in the day when uh-huh. I was a um, fashion editor for a local magazine yep. in San Diego. So how might I, like if my role was fashion editor, what would I is that what I call myself or is that how would I kind of well here's the thing it's going to depend on whether you still want to be known for that now if somebody contacted you now and said hey Heather you uh I'd really like to employ you as a fashion editor for my magazine you'd probably go what I haven't done that for 15 years right 20 years yeah right? yeah so it's not that important to you so in this case I would say just put fashion editor, give you a few key tips of what you did to give them an overview, but you're not looking for work in that field anymore. Would it be a good idea to change it to publisher and editor of a magazine? Because that's still kind of what I do is I do content. Is it, Could you tweak your past to kind of fill in what you're doing now? Is well, that a good idea? You can as long as you are not being dishonest about it. So yeah. if, if you're being if it's still part of what you did and it's and it's part of your journey and your evolution of where you are now and it's relevant yeah by all means do that but if it's um if it's something like you know my background is hospitality i've got a lot of hospitality stuff on my linkedin profile but at the end of the day i'm not looking for a job back in hospitality 
You know, so I oh, don't. Oh come on, really? So I, I, I'll let everyone can come over to my house for a party, and I'll be the host. Um, but you know, so I don't have a lot of like, you know, as a pub manager, I had a thousand jobs going on at once on any given day. But I don't list any of that stuff because it's not relevant to what I'm doing now. So really, I guess the tip would be focus on your most recent um, things that you've done professionally uh, and, and make sure that those have the keywords like you're saying with the, the job title, but also in the description. Don't just list like a list of descriptions from, a, the, from the job description that you got from your job. You'd actually no. write a paragraph around what you did using keywords. Yeah, use keywords that people are searching for. Okay, Don't use yeah. buzzwords. Don't you, unless, you, unless there's a specific industry buzzword that only people in the industry are going to know and that's what you want to be found for, then yes. But if it's generic people, if you're a service industry or you're helping someone solve a problem, don't use buzzwords that um, the customer wouldn't understand because you'll never get found for that sort of stuff. Cool. So it's different than a CV or resume, really. You're actually yeah. personalizing your message. Totally. Um, Next is the extras. So there's a whole area in LinkedIn where you can add on extras like awards and projects and charity and publications. Um, there's loads in there. What do you? What's mm -hmm. your take on that? Is it worth doing that? Um, it is. It is. It is. But don't get hung up on making that the important, most important part. So if you've got extras, if you've written a book or you've written some magazine, you've written some articles in a magazine, great. If you've got some. Uh, publications or even radio shows if you've been on a radio show or some webinars um, especially when you're starting out if you haven't got a lot of that and you want to be an expert then that would be good to fit in there but as you go and you start to speak more or become an expert and you've got other publications you may want to drop some of those off because otherwise you have this massively long profile that people go oh scroll 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 I'm not going to read it anyway so um, definitely put it in there but as you as you put it as a needs as a needs basis if you need to keep it there keep it there but if you think it's irrelevant because you know i i passed my level one uh certificate in public speaking in 1983 well <laughs> that's probably not relevant to today in 2016 right so you probably don't need to have that there I guess the way I look at it is what things in your life would make you credible to the people that would want to work with you and yes. just um, call it down to those, those yep. a few of those. Yes, a few. Okay, good one. I like that. So then moving on to the whole endorsement, I guess it's, is it endorsements and testimonials sort of area where people get to recommend you for, for certain things and all that? Yeah. What's well, there's, initially it's sort of split. It's split to um, – Initially, they used to have endorsements where um, people would do a, a written endorsement for you, okay? So you'd get almost like a testimonial from individual people. And um, and they call those recommendations. And the cool thing about those was that they were legitimately pretty good because people would write them. But the hard thing was to get somebody to write them in the first place. So yeah. then LinkedIn came along and said, well, let's let's create um, – let's click – one-click endorsements or skills, if you like. And mm -hmm. let's chuck these out in front of people. And, uh, and so you'll see things like, does Heather have these skills? And they'll throw up a few names or through skill sets and you either click yes or no or skip sort of thing. And that can build up your skill set pretty fast. Now, um, do people look at these? Eh, yes and no. Here's my take on it is that it's nice to have um, and reality is that there's people there that you don't even know who are clicking you and giving you endorsements for skills that they don't even know if you've got them or not. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I've got, I, I had, I had skill sets for, 
<laughs> wedding photography. I'm like, give me a break. I've never taken a photo at a wedding ever. But um, <laughs> no, I had once, just once. Um, but but here's the thing. Um, people look at numbers and it's credibility. Whether you like the way it's done or not, or whether you like the way it's actually been um, worked out, if you see somebody that says, I'm an expert in this particular field and you go to these top skills and they have, you know, a couple of threes, fours and ones, where meaning no one else is actually saying that, yes, they do have skills, then it's almost like, a, oh, I don't know if this is true or not. Yeah. Right? At the other I'm... end, of the, at the other end of the scale, you see people with 99 pluses mm. and you'd be like, wow, is that true or not? Um, did they try and milk the system or are they just legitimately got a lot of connections? Now, I've got a lot of connections and I've got 99 pluses on all my top skills, right? Mm. But I've never gone and I've never asked anyone to do that. It's just the way it's happened. Um, and mind you, I've been on here for a long time and I do have a lot of connections. So it's a bit of a way off, um, but people look at numbers. Is it? I, I hear that it's probably more important to get the... Um the testimonial or the recommendation, the written one, yeah? Definitely, if you can get that, for sure, if you can get it. And a tip that I read about that and I even tried and it worked was to go to people that you've worked with genuinely, Mm -hmm. go into their profile, scroll down to their recommendations area, and you'll have an opportunity if you're connected with them to write one for them. And if you write – yes. Yeah, you write there, and then they'll want to return the favor. Hopefully, sometimes. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> the law of reciprocity. Yes, you go and write some. Yeah. You go and write some good ones. It doesn't have to be long. It can be two or three sentences. Go and write a bunch of them. Do three or four every week. Um, and if you get one of those back every week, then all of a sudden you've got a good deal of them. Can Do you know if that plays with the algorithm at all? If you have more of those written mm, recommendations, it, it used to be, but then again, um, it's changed, and I really don't know if it does anymore. Got it. Well, next up we have um, adding multimedia throughout your profile. Yeah. Does it is it worth it? Yeah, definitely. LinkedIn has really gone uh, leaps and bounds with this. It used to be just a bunch of text, but you can add videos. I've got in my summary, I've got testimonial videos from people that um, that people can uh, watch. Just pops up with like a pop up, and they can watch them then and there. I've got images and links to things. The links become click. Uh, the images become clicks, clickable links, so people can see it. You can add um, all sorts of cool stuff, and it just makes your um, it makes your profile stand out. Like I'm looking at my summary now. I've got um, uh, what do you call them? Slideshows from SlideShare, which uh, LinkedIn owns, that are there. People can look at my SlideShare from inside my profile now. So it makes your um, it makes your profile just a little bit more exciting than the other one that doesn't have anything in it and whatever you can do to make it look more enticing then I suggest you do it an easy way of doing that is just uploading a video into YouTube right and then you can take the YouTube embed uh, or URL and stick that in LinkedIn correct yep yeah, really easy. So stick a few videos in YouTube and um, SlideShare is is inside of LinkedIn and you can – it probably has a URL or probably a button straight inside the, your experience, uh, right? In, inside SlideShare, it just says, do you want to add this to your LinkedIn profile? You click yes and it's added cool. straight, straight to it. Freaking easy. Yes. So those are so those are two really cool things that you can do. And where would you put those? Would those be in the summary and then in experience and projects? In, in the summary, yeah. yeah. In, in the summary. Uh, you know what? You, you can do um, – you can add – uh, all of this multimedia all through everything. So um, you can add it in your past jobs as well. 
So if you've got past jobs that you want to add some videos or photos, like one of my past, one of our past jobs, my past job is internet marketing and social media podcaster. We're talking about, I talk about this as a specific role. And inside there, I talk about what we do on, on this podcast. I have our video there, a little home video, and I have a uh, links to our, uh, with images back to our uh, podcast page. Very, very smart. Multimedia it is. Tick that box. box. <laughs> All right. Then one of the last ones we want to talk about is how do you use updates? So there's two types. There's like a status update and then there's you can actually create a full blog post inside of LinkedIn. We were just having a great conversation around that. So what are your thoughts on those two areas? Yeah, well, you know, LinkedIn is, as I said, it's focusing more on uh, this whole publishing platform now um, where you can really add a, a bunch of text now, a real bunch of text, but you can also add images and images. Um, multimedia to your posts as well it's a great platform i would suggest that if you're writing blog posts already then you want to go and grab your blog post and you could without saying it publicly so no one listen to me here um <laughs> copy and paste that blog post and stick it on the um stick it on the linkedin publishing platform on, on your um, on your post um on pulse and then uh and then put a link back to your website so people can go and read more or check out more. But here's the thing, we hear about duplicate content all the time, but LinkedIn being one of the top 10 most visited websites in the world will not get pinged by Google for duplicate content, especially if you make sure that your post is up on your website first, at least a, you know, a couple of days, maybe a week beforehand so that Google can index it. They know where the contents come from and then you can post it onto the um, Pulse, ne Pulse network on LinkedIn. I've also seen people when they do this really well, where they do, if they have like a 10 steps to do this blog post, they'll take one of them and pad that out and yep. really make it a, a substantial piece that they put in LinkedIn. And at the bottom of it, say, come back here to get the other nine steps and link back to their blog. Yep. And, and then um, taking that step further, and what you suggested yeah. earlier is that um, don't rely on people in LinkedIn to go and see it. Go and add a link on Twitter or Facebook and say, check out this post and drive them back to LinkedIn um, because you also get analytics for your posts as well. And and the more posts and views and stuff like that, the more views you get, um, the more LinkedIn wants to be able to show that to other people as well. You know what I do? I'd, and what we do is use your website, your blog is the hub of your core piece of content and then tear off pieces to put everywhere. So images and quote images on some social like pieces of content on LinkedIn. Um, so you're cross-pollinating and also like you're saying, using other social media uh to, I guess, cross-pollinate each other. So it becomes this huge web on one piece of content that you have on your blog post. Yes. Um, one last thing on that too, if you're doing a post on, on LinkedIn, another thing you could do is offer a bonus in that post a few times saying, come on over here to get a, a tutorial video where I walk you how, through how to do this. And then you can actually take them to a landing page and get them to opt in for that. Yeah, definitely. Now, Pretty I know cool. that we've gone through nearly 10, 10 things and there's one we thing. We have. I, and before we do a break, I want to just say, Groups have changed a lot. I'm a big fan or non-fan anymore of groups. Um, LinkedIn have taken away a lot of the focus of groups and what you could do in groups. Um, so it's becoming a little bit of a ghost town, I've got to say, and that's just my opinion. But I'd love to hear other people's comments in the, in a, in a, on, on that. Um, but groups, I'm still trying to love it. I'm <laughs> trying to give it some love. Um, there's a couple of private groups that I'm uh, that I'm a member of now, which are active but not as active as I thought they would be. 
Before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but before I remember you saying that if you're active in a group, LinkedIn would reward you for being active by putting you as an active sort of oh, member, right? Yeah. yeah, like so you get to be so I so here that was part of my strategy was I'd go and find a group, fifty thousand people. I would make sure I was in there every day answering comments, answering questions, you know, posting comments, uh, adding adding valuable stuff to the group, not spamming them, but just adding and answering people and you know, liking their stuff. And the more you act were involved in it the LinkedIn um, algorithm would post, put you to the on the right hand side would say these are the top influencers in this group and when people see that you it's almost like a, it's a standout beacon to say hey check out these people they're pretty knowledgeable about this topic now in front of a group of 50,000 people um, you you wouldn't have all 50,000 people looking at it in any given day but you still get a number of people and my profile views were through the roof you know, then they mm-hmm. took away this option. It disappeared. And the other thing that's really, really sucky about groups now is that you used to be able to connect with people in groups. You used to be able to say, hey, Heather, I saw you in a... Or how do you know this person? We're in a group together. Um, and you didn't have to have an email address for that person. So um, it was great that you could connect with people in the groups like that. Um, you can't do that anymore, which which uh, sucks. So hearing what you've just said, um, I think I'll stick with maybe bulking or ramping up my publishing a little bit um, and then try and focus on that as one focus and then perhaps groups when I know if they work or not. And I bet a lot of us are in the same boat listening to this right now. There is no, there's no reason why you still can't jump into groups. Like if you've written a post and you put on Pulse, um, jump in a group and just say, here's my link to my Pulse article. Please check it out. Um, It'll take a couple extra seconds. Uh, Really, it's not going to be that much more. Um, If no one sees it, no one sees it. But you'll find that you'll get a couple of people who view it. So um, it's worth going back into groups. Make sure they're relevant groups that that the article is relevant to, and you'll get some good results from that. Good one. And I know we're going to come to a break, but I just have one more quick, quick comment Uh, because some people are saying, well, what about the business page? What about the business page? Profiles, you know, how I see LinkedIn is profiles is where everything happens. That's all the action. People do business with people. Your company page is definitely more important if you're a bigger, bigger brand because all your employees can um, connect with that. And you as the CEO with your profile can go in and um, you you can share like from your company page, you can share your article, for example, right? So. You can't do as much in the group page or the, uh, I guess, the company page. Um, but what do you think? Is it is it more beneficial for larger businesses, or should every business have one? Um, I think every business should have one. Um, it, but it's like it's like anything. You just got to have time to manage it and add stuff. We're adding we're adding stuff to ours every day. Every day we've got a new post going up there. Not necessarily our post, but other stuff. Um, so it's it's definitely worth it. Um, check out Autopilot Your Business. Come and be- become a follower of ours. We'd love some more followers. Um, but it's one of those things that we don't spend a lot of time in because we just haven't. <laughs> Nicely said, Andrew. <laughs> Can't do everything. We're only human as well. <laughs> That's right. Keep getting stuck with what steps to take online in your business? Follow our online marketing from A to Z learning track and get simple, bite-sized steps so you don't get overwhelmed. Sign up now at digitaltrafficinstitute.com forward slash special. All right. So wrapping up, let's just quickly cover what we've um, went over today's uh, podcast. We went through 10 steps for you guys to have a think about when you are digging and creating your LinkedIn profile and and making it work for you. Number one, we had include a professional photo. Number two, Heather, what was number two? Use a professional headline, you know, one that actually entices people to want to know more about you. 
Yes. Uh, number three, use keywords in your website URLs. I love that one. And uh, number four is use a vanity URL. Make sure you've got your own name at the end of linkedin.com forward slash your name. <laughs> and then number five is make sure to make that summary all about your visitor and how you can help them. Yep. Make sure you fill in your past experience. Number seven was add extras like projects and publications that are appropriate. Number eight. Love it. Number eight, uh, yeah, get your endorsements up, but also focus on your recommendations. And you can do that by going to other pages or profiles and recommending them. Yes. Number nine, add some multimedia. Make sure you've got some videos and some f- cool, funky things in there so people love your profile. Number 10, make sure you start to um, hang out in the publishing area of LinkedIn and the Pulse. Like, that's easy, guys. At the top of your page, you have um, a create an update, and you can either do a quick status update or full blog post, and you should be trying both. My goal for our podcast one day is to get this podcast under 30 minutes. Do you think we can do it? Not today. <laughs> We're close. We're, We're getting close. There. We're close. Hey, um, hey, that was good. That was good. I, I, I could talk about LinkedIn for a lot, lot more longer than this because there's a few other cool things I'd love to be able to share with people. We might have to do another podcast advanced one coming up down the track. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Thanks, Mr. LinkedIn Master, for sharing your wisdom. (laughs) Well, join as I said, connect with us on LinkedIn. We'd love to uh, know where you've come from and uh, let us know that you've found us through the podcast. We'd love to see you there. All right, H, have a good one. I'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.